Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hello. Hey, girlfriend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It has been a Monday. <laughs> I feel like you say that pretty regularly lately. I, it, yeah, well, you know, that's life. Um, I know, right now, in 2020, yeah. um, <laughs> that seems I, to be the norm. <laughs> I am I am normally a fan of Mondays, but I could definitely benefit from a redo today. That, that is for sure. Amen. I yes, I feel you on that one. I, I mean, I'm actually having a pretty decent day today, but I've had those those Mondays where I'm like, oh geez, I really could use like a Sunday today and then do a new Monday. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a I'm just saying if there was a petition for a three day weekend, um, in a four day work week, I would sign it. I'm just oh. saying. You know, or, you know, a four-day weekend and a three-day work I mean, week. I'd be okay with that, too. And 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 I love my job. So, yeah. you know, that's saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I um, mean, you know, work, what is it? Uh, work smarter, not harder? Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let me sign that one. Yes. I'll, I'll sign that one. <laughs> yes. Where do I sign? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, how was your weekend? It was good. I'm trying to remember what oh yeah so I'm like what did we do it was my mom's birthday so we oh yay yeah so we did a little birthday dinner and and pull a party and hung out with the fam my my niece is about to go off to college so it was one of our last times together like the whole family um so that was really nice Oh, good. I can't believe she's going to college. I I know. It feels like just yesterday she was, like, in diapers. It's crazy. Yeah, she's so excited. Um, She leaves next week to go. um, She's going to A&M and Corpus Christi. Okay. And, yeah, so she won't be, like, too, too far. Yeah, that's exciting. um, Yeah, so she's excited about that and we're all excited for her, but of course we're going to miss her like crazy. Sure. Um, and then next year, my two nephews will be seniors and they'll be going away. Oh so I know it's crazy. I'm like, when did these kids grow up? No, y'all's whole family dynamic is going to be different with them I, gone. I know. I know. So <laughs> My my poor kids, because they're the youngest of mm-hmm. all the cousins. They're gonna be like, where did our cousins go? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Liam's starting kindergarten next year. Um, and the two boys will be seniors. And by the time Lily gets in kindergarten, like all the older ones will be graduated and off. So yeah. it's just crazy. Wow. Time flies, man. <laughs> I know. So hold on to those babies as long as you can. <laughs> I know, right? I know. It just, oh, it makes me tear up. To, and my sister, she won't even, like, she can't even talk about it without, like, getting teary-eyed about oh, I bet. leaving. That's, she, her, every, that's her baby. Yeah, every time my niece brings it up, she's like, just shh, shh, 
Like yes. you can't talk her back. Right? We don't we don't speak of this. Yes. Yes. Uh so speaking of kids growing up, I have to tell you something. Okay. I have to kind of lower my voice. And before I do, if there are any parents listening with their children around, I'm going to give you a moment to pause this podcast because you do not need to listen to it with children around. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> okay. So you have been forewarned. If you have not shut it off and your kids are listening at this point and something happens, this is hundred percent on you. So, <laughs> so Brooklyn lost tooth yesterday. And we still do Tooth Fairy here. Oh, that's funny because, sorry, Lucas no, just okay. lost his too. Oh, His first one. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> oh, his first one? Oh, that's so yeah. cute. Um, so she lost her tooth and, you know, went in to go do the whole Tooth Fairy thing. And Hang on. I got to make sure there's nobody outside my door. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so anyway, didn't think anything of it this morning. I'm with a client and my husband p- pokes his head outside and he's like, Brooklyn saw you. <gasps> and my heart just sank. Like I want to just throw up. Oh my gosh. I've ruined my children. Right. Like it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all over. Like Christmas is over. Easter, it's all done. Right. Like yeah. Their whole childhood is just shocked. It's over. <laughs> And I'm sitting there and I'm like with a client. So, you know, I have to, I'm, I'm with a client. That's their time. And so I have good relationships with all my clients, of course. And mm-hmm. I looked at this particular one and she has grandkids. And I was like, what do I do? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I can't answer that. And I'm looking at her like, you know, but you have grandkids. You're supposed to be able to tell me what to do. <laughs> um, so he's like, okay, let me figure this out. So he goes inside and he tells her that I, um, I was just checking to make sure that her, we have these like little pillows that they put their tooths in. Um, he tells her that I was checking to make sure that it hadn't fallen off the bed. And that I always do that, especially with her because she sleeps so funky. Like she'll sleep like at the end of her bed and like push Mm -hmm. everything off. She's like a little animal. Um, and he said she was like full on crocodile tears. Like she's not real. I saw mommy, blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't even know she saw me. Right. So mm-hmm. this was all news to me. So anyway, he tells her that it was, no, I was just checking. Like everything's fine, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so she's like, okay, well that makes sense. So I'm like, oh my God. So all day I have felt like the world's crazy. <laughs> The little turd, she didn't even open her eyes. So I don't know how she saw me. Um, but anyway, all is well. All is well now. So do you want to like, hear my epic mom oh my gosh. Yes, please. It'll make me feel better. <laughs> because it's the same situation. Oh, oh no. And your first one? Uh-huh. Oh, but, Lord. Okay. No, no, no. So this is, and this is like dumb on my part. So dumb. But okay. So we went to, um, my sister's house for my mom's birthday. And it was that day that my son had lost his tooth. So we have a little tooth fairy pillow and he put his tooth in a Ziploc baggie. So it wouldn't get lost and he stuck it in the pillow and he hung it. It has a little hook. So he hung it on his dresser next to his bed. Well, um, I left with Lily cause it was late while my husband and the boys stayed over there. My brother-in-law, brought them was going to bring them home well it was really late and by the time they left my sister's house so my other brother-in-law just took them to their house and they stayed the night there so my two boys and my husband 
well, I totally forgot about the tooth fairy thing. And then they got home the next morning and I'm like, oh crap. I didn't, I didn't put the pillow, I didn't put the tooth in the, or the, I didn't put the money in and take the tooth out. So I'm like, well, he hasn't been in his room yet. So I ran upstairs thinking he hadn't been in his room yet. Mm. And yeah. And I went in and I quickly, like he was, he was upstairs, but he was on the other side of the upstairs. So I quickly ran in and I put the money in and I took the tooth out and I put it in my pocket. Well, he came in shortly after or I said Lucas did did you see if the tooth fairy came and he's like oh yeah I checked first thing when I was here and it was still there and I'm like oh crap <laughs> so so I'm like oh really and so I was like are you sure and so we went in there and he was like yeah I went in and checked and there was my tooth was still there and there was no money well, I had moved it onto his pillow, onto his bed, and did all of that. So, not knowing that he had already been in the room. Mm-hmm. And so, he went in there, and he's he, he's like, oh, that's weird. It's on my bed. And then he, he's like, here, Mom, here's my tooth. And he's like, wait, there's money in here. And he's like, that's so weird. He's like, Mom, did you do that? And I said, uh, why would I do that? I don't do it. That's a tooth fairy. I said, you know what? I bet you anything the tooth fairy wouldn't come by when you were home. But now you're home. She that came by because, you know, she, she she doesn't just come by at night. She comes by during the day, too, as long as she can hide. And the light was off in your room. And he's like, oh, good point. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so that was totally bad on my part. I should have just left it. And been like, oh, well, you weren't home last night, so maybe the tutorial drop it off tonight. We've got to keep that magic alive as long as possible. I know. It's so it's, important. As, as much as there's certain things that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wish they would just get out of the stage or move on to the next. You know, it's like, no, not that. No, not that. Well, because once the tooth fairy goes, then Santa Claus goes and yeah. the Easter bunny. And-, and it's already been just a crap year. I'm like, no, please, God, not this too. Like, I just, I can't. Not today. And my son's only seven. I don't want to kill yeah, it for him at seven. Time. I know, right? You got and, he, and he's got younger siblings too, so it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, so mm. I was like, oh, son of, oh my yeah. goodness, I was so mad at myself. Well played, well played, yeah. mom. Yeah, I, I like, I, I don't like lying to my kids, but at the same time, like, I'm like I mean, it's their innocence, it's their youth. I think, you know? I think there should be like a, a fine line where it's okay to lie to your kids. <laughs> yeah. And I think I stayed in that line within that that perimeter. (laughs) I know, right? And that that was my, and I pray to God that they can't hear me right now. Otherwise, this all goes to crap. But um, yeah, that was my thing. It's like, oh, crap. Do we tell them? But I couldn't do it. You know, like I was in the middle of working and he was about to start his work day. And I just, oh, we're just not ready for that yet. Like, it's going to happen soon enough. They're about to start fifth grade for Christ's sake. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to happen, you know, but it's like, I just want to hold on to it a little bit longer. I mean, yeah, the longer that you can hold on to it, the better. Right? I know. It's just, it's really hard. Well, I mean, was, eventually the was... friends are going to, you know, follow Oh, I know. And... There's all those. I know. I know. It was, it's been a stressful day among other things. Yes. So. Yeah. Which which brings me to our topic. 
was a beautiful little segue on right, my part. Thank right. you very much. Um, totally on plan too. Um, but I want to talk about cortisol today. Um, I'm sure most of you that are listening are familiar with cortisol, but I'm going to be a little science-y for a second and read you the actual definition and I'm going to explain it um, and, and hopefully help you get a better understanding of why it's so important to manage your cortisol levels and how it plays a factor in your overall health and healing and all that jazz. So cortisol, and I'm praying I don't mess this word up, is the major glucocorticoid in humans. Good job. Right? Thanks. <laughs> Where's my cookie? Uh, it's got two primary actions. It stimulates the gluconeogenesis, which is just the breakdown of protein and fats, and that provides the metabolites that can be converted to glucose in the liver. Okay. And I know that's a lot and really don't have to worry about it (laughs) at this point in time. I just want to tell you what it is. Um, and then it activates the anti-stress and anti-inflammatory pathways. So cortisol plays a huge role in your body's response to stress. And that hormone is very important for our immune system, for regulating blood pressure, our cardiovascular system, metabolism, and, and much more. It's also what I think most people will resonate with is that flight or fight response. Mm-hmm. When we think of cortisol, it's that flight or flight, flight or flight. That's flight? hard to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, okay. So this hormone is made in your adrenal glands. Um, and it's important to remember that the cells in the body, they all have cortisol receptors. And, you know, we've got cells all over our body, right? And they all do different things and they're all all over the place. Well, each cells within different, I'm trying to explain this because I use my hands and I feel like I need to draw and I can't do that on a podcast. Um, Okay. So we've got cells all over our body with little receptors, right? Which means all those little receptors affect different parts of your bodily functions differently. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So cortisol can help control your blood sugar levels. It can regulate your metabolism, helps reduce inflammation and assists with memory formulation. Um, it also has a controlling effect on your salt and water balance and can help control your blood pressure. Um, in women, cortisol is, um, 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 what's the word? It helps the fetus develop during pregnancy. It's helps support the developing fetus. Uh, so all of these functions obviously make cortisol extremely crucial to protect our overall health and well-being, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this hormone is released during times of stress. And just keep in mind that exercise is a form of stress. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it's a good stress, but sometimes it can be bad. Okay, so um, it also temporarily shuts down the body system. And this is something that I love explaining to my health coaching clients. So when this stress response is turned on, it shuts down other things in your body that are not needed. Things like your digestion and your reproduction. So if you are stressed out, you are not going to digest your food properly and as efficiently And you're not going to assimilate the nutrients like you should be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. 
it's pretty eye-opening for a lot of my clients that are eating in a very rushed state or panic, or they're just shoveling food in and going on about their day, or they're just go, 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 right? Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a minute. When I tell them, oh, you've got to slow down, when I explain it this way, I'm like, look, you're not digesting your food properly when you're rushing through your meals. Mm -hmm. It's you, you're not doing yourself any favors by doing that. Right. Right. Um, well, and it also makes it a lot harder when you're rushing through your meals to notice when you're full. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and too much or too little can cause changes in your libido. It can cause mood swings, lead to anxiety and depression. Um, the cool thing is this can be tested with your, with your doctor just through blood work, right? Um, there's an actual cortisol level mm-hmm. like, that they check. So, which is a great thing to do, which I highly recommend if you're getting your hormones checked and things like that, it's important, especially if you're under a lot of stress with your job or just, you've got some things going on in your life. Um, okay. So let's talk about symptoms of high cortisol. You can have unexplained weight gain. Uh, you can have acne, skin infections, lesions, thinner skin, bruising, extra facial hair, reddish purple streaks on the skin. Um, I'm going to read some more. This is not a whole huge list. I'm just kind of touching on the high points here. Um, You can have muscle and bone symptoms like deep pain in your bones, weak muscles, chronic backaches, increased risk of fractures. Um, There's gender specific changes too in women that they can develop that male pattern hair growth, Mm -hmm. irregular menstrual cycles, low libido, like I mentioned, infertility, Um, and then the neurological aspect of depression, irritability, headaches, chronic fatigue, anxiety, uh, hypertension. Obviously, if you're stressed out to the max, your sleep is probably pretty crappy. Um, And another one is swelling of the feet and the hands. So obviously this is something that you would want to get checked out. If you feel like you check these boxes and I know that these symptoms can also relate to a lot of other issues as well. Oh yeah, for sure. But if you are under a high amount of stress, it is important to get that checked. You know, just don't go jump into a supplement because somebody says, oh, you must be stressed out. Take this supplement. Yeah. Yeah, Let's go get that checked first. Right. Um, And then let's talk about some natural ways that we can work to reduce high cortisol levels. So these are things that I'm sure you talk about with your clients too. If I've got a client that is just stressed out to the max, you know, they're scheduled till the nth degree. They've got a lot of kids. They're working a full-time job and got a stressful relationship. And now we're in the middle of a pandemic. All of our, all of our stressors are a little higher than normal. I think it's safe to say. So a couple things that you can do naturally. And again, I recommend talking with your doctor about this to see if this is a, like a true, legitimate concern too, but these are things to do in addition to. So deep breathing techniques, um, proper diet and nutrition, obviously meditation, finding quiet time. Um, I suggest to my clients to quit watching and reading the news. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that includes social media. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, remove toxic people or relationships slow down when eating, which we talked about earlier. If you're not slowing down, you're not allowing your body to digest, which means you're not allowing your body time to say, Hey, I'm getting full. Stop eating. Right. Um, drinking hot tea before bed, taking a hot bath, whatever that thing, whatever that looks like for you that helps you unwind. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, seeing a counselor, a therapist, 
Did you want to add one? Oh, well, I was just say the tea, it also depends on what kind of tea, too. You don't want to be yes. drinking black yes. tea, right? Right. <laughs> or, or, or green tea, for that matter. Yeah, but like you know, chamomile something tea. Something like chamomile. Yeah. yeah. It's, perfect. it's perfect. Like a little chamomile with honey will just yep. take you right to La La Land. All right. <laughs> um, going for a walk, getting outdoors, getting in nature, uh, oh, yeah. making sure you're you're getting adequate water consuming antioxidants with your food, right? Mm -hmm. That comes with a nice, well-rounded diet. Things like berries and stuff are a great way to get those in. Uh, Reducing your caffeine and alcohol, um, especially as you get later on in the day. You know, you don't want to be drinking a Coke at nine o'clock at night, obviously. Um, Laughing is a great way to reduce your stress. It's not that it's going to make all your problems go away, but it can just help kind of chill you out a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, Petting your dog or cat whatever you, cow, whatever you have, pet your animal, um, that's been shown to reduce blood pressure. Um, dancing, massage, massage, socializing, reducing your screen time, um, and instilling a good routine. So just like when our kids are babies, right? We put them, our kids are babies when our, yeah, when our kids are babies, that makes sense. Okay. Um, (laughs) that sounded funny. Um, we have a modern routine, right? We have a bath bottle bedtime routine or everybody's got their own thing, but it's something that those that they can look forward to that they know is coming. That repetitive nature helps kind of just, okay, I know this is coming next. There's no surprises here. Everything's good. And then the other one that is really hard for some of my clients to wrap their brains around is to reduce intense exercise. Mm-hmm. And here's where the problem lies. They, they are my cortisol junkies because they feel stress relief by exercising intensely, right? Mm -hmm. That is their stress relief. They're high powered type A driven people who don't ever turn off. And it's wonderful that they're making time for their health and they're prioritizing that and they're exercising and they're getting that stress out. But sometimes if you've got too high cortisol levels, Adding in that intense exercise on top of that is only making it worse. Right. And it's really hard for some people to take that step back and realize, yes, you're getting your, you know, that's your stress reliever. I get it. But it's causing more stress on your body. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, exercise, it's a, it is a stress. It's an imposed mm-hmm. stress. It's a controlled stress. And that's why it helps with, you know, mental blocks or like stress to a point is because you can control it. Right. Whereas, you know, random stressors, like, you know, you, you, traffic and work. Yeah. You can't control that. Um, so this is something that you can control and it actually helps to relax you in a sense. Um, but you know, when you're taking it to that intense level, your body can only handle so much. And so right. it, it kind of retaliates. And even though it might, you might feel like it's clearing up your mind, um, like drugs, for example, mm-hmm. certain drugs will like make you feel real good, but your body will react. Like your heart will start racing. I mean, not that I do drugs, so I know, but I've heard. Right. <laughs> right. So you've heard. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, it'll cause your brain to act one way and your body or your 
heart or your internal organs to act another way. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful of that, that balance. Right. Right. And I know that, you know, that was, I, I've talked about my history before of, you know, working out all the time and never missing a workout and, you know, tracking my food to the nth degree. That's another stress. And I know that it can be scary if you're listening and you're, you're one of those people and you're like, yeah, but I can't stop because then I'm going to lose my progress and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to gain weight or I'm not going to have my outlet. You're asking me to, you're asking me to take away the thing that I love. No, I'm not. I'm simply saying to take a step back and try to slow down a little bit because Mm -hmm. your body is likely screaming for a break anyways. So I just invite you if you feel like you're that, you know, high achieving, never stopping person and you're always running in the red to try to take a step back and just reevaluate where you might make some changes and, and see if that helps level you out a little bit. Um, Cause there's, you know, I just read all these things that you can do to naturally reduce your cortisol levels and, I can't imagine not wanting to go the natural route to try to do that rather than popping a pill, you know, yeah. or, or you're pushing yourself so hard to the point of heart attack or right. something else. Right. Um, okay. So we talked about high cortisol levels. So what about low cortisol levels? Um, this is not as prevalent as high cortisol. And it's likely related to something called Addison's disease, um, which Brooklyn likes to remind her sister Addison that she's named after a disease. So that's <laughs> lovely. Um, she's not. Um, but yeah, the joys of children, right? So um, a lot, um, you can improve your cortisol levels using many of the same remedies Uh that reduce high cortisol. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, getting outside, exercise, quiet time, um, quitting, you know, social media, watching the news, making sure you're eating well, all those things. Um, and then for those people that truly do have this particular disease or this issue, they may need to rely on the synthetic hormones to help level them out. And that's okay. But you definitely want to un- accompany that with all of the natural remedies as well. Um, so there's a couple things that go along with Addison's disease that are, that are a little different um, than high cortisol. So you can have faintness, dizziness, weakness and fatigue, heart palpitations, emotional hypersensitivity, um, the inability to cope with stress or social anxiety, muscle weakness, um, body aches, severe or dull lower back pain, sensitive skin, Tummy issues, um, extreme craving for for salty foods, anxiety, jitters, clumsiness, confusion, motion sickness, and on and on and on. Um, Again, something that you should definitely check with your doctor about if you feel like, you know, this is not something that you just self-diagnose. Oh, I've got low low cortisol, so I'm just going to go take an an adrenal supplement. No, no, no. Let's discuss that with your doctor and, um, you know, make sure that this is the right path for you. Right. And you, and and you need to be okay with, you may need some synthetic hormones to help regulate that. And that's okay. Um, but it does need to be done in conjunction with all of the natural remedies as well, because if you'll notice all of those natural things that we talk about are all part of living 
a healthy, Mm well-balanced lifestyle, right? None of what I said before is crazy. None of it costs any extra money. None of it has anything to do with supplementation or a fad diet. It's doing the things that we should be doing anyway that we take for granted. Right. Uh, So hopefully that helps some people understand why it is so important that we manage our stress and that stress is not just this. um, What is the word? I am not good with words today. You know, I said, I said those two really big words in the beginning and my brain's like, that's it. That's all you get today. Um, I I don't know where I was going with that. Do you have anything to add? No, I'm a blank slate now. No, I mean, I think those suggestions that you made were great as far as how to deal with um, symptoms of high cortisol. I recommend a lot of those. I'm a huge fan, as you know, of deep breathing. We do it a lot in Pilates. It makes such a big difference. And especially if you can do that outside, just, Mm -hmm. you know. In nature. Pilates in the park is one of my favorite things Mm -hmm. that we do because you're getting outside, you're doing the deep breathing. So you're doing three things. You're exercising, you're outdoors, and you're doing the deep breathing. I mean. And those are wonderful, wonderful things. Yes. But you have to, again, it goes back to what we've talked about in pretty much every podcast episode you have to make yourself a priority you have to take the time Mm -hmm. to do these things and to educate yourself on what to look for and ways to approach it and what's going to work best for you your schedule your abilities and but you have to start listening to your body Mm -hmm. and I think so many people are focused on when something's wrong if we have a health concern Mm -hmm. or you know, whether we have a health episode and it warrants an immediate change or we've just gained weight over time or we're achy or whatever, we always look for the things we need to add in, right? Well, Mm -hmm. I need to start doing this. I need to start doing that. Sometimes we need to do less. Sometimes we need to pull back on the social media, on the intense exercise, on the caffeine, on staying up too late, on trying to do all of the commitments for everyone so nobody feels bad. And we just need to focus on the basics for ourselves. Yeah, you can't wait until it gets to the point where you're like thinking about needing it because something's a red, red flag came up. If you're waiting until that point, you're, I'm not saying you're too far gone. You can always come back. No, but you're going to have a hell of a lot harder time. Yeah. Than if you just did it in the beginning, like start now, regardless of whether or not you're seeing the red flags, Mm -hmm. start now. Start it so you don't see the red flags. Yeah. Just start incorporating maybe like tomorrow you make a plan that you're going to start incorporating one of the things that Bree had mentioned, um, to do to help reduce, you know, high cortisol levels, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. one thing. And then if that goes really well, maybe the next week or, you know, next right. month you try incorporating another thing. Yeah. And you have to remember that unfortunately as wonderful as 
modern science and technology is and all the wonderful, you know, cures and treatments and stuff that we have readily available to us, Western medicine is still not proactive. It's reactive. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about this with a um, one of my clients. She's a nurse. And she said, well, yeah, she said the, her mom had wanted her to, to go on and become a doctor. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't want that. Cause you just lose, you kind of lose that, not all doctors, obviously, but you lose that human connection, mm-hmm. like the whole, you, you know what I mean? And she made a great point, which I've said all the time, but it was kind of refreshing for someone actually in the medical field to say this. she goes, but there's no money in that. And I said, what do you mean? She said, we were talking about just Western medicine in general. And she said, uh, and I said, Oh, I wish that we could mesh Eastern and Western medicine together. Right. Mm -hmm. Because Eastern medicine looks at the whole person. They look at the whole picture Mm -hmm. and she goes, yeah, but there's no money in that because there's no pills. Mm -hmm. They can't can't push pills. So, and you know, that's something that I've said and thought for a long time, but it was just kind of like, gosh, when, when is that change going to happen? When are people going to stop thinking, wait a minute, let me try to do this on my own first. If you ha- if you do have to go on a medication, there's nothing wrong with medication. Nothing at all. I've been on all sorts of medications before, you know, and there's a time and a place for it. So I'm not one of those that's like, no, you should never take medication. But have you tried all the things naturally mm-hmm. first? Because if, right? if you go to a doctor, depending on the doctor, but most of them, their job is to diagnose and treat, not mm-hmm. diagnose and cure. Like they, they want to treat the symptoms that that's what their job is. Not the person. Yes. They want to fix whatever ailment you have. They're not looking at you as a whole and being like, well, if we did this, that will fix, you know, Mm -hmm. A, B, C, Mm -hmm. and D. No, they're just because, and again, this is not negative talk about doctors. They're amazing people. You know, they worked really hard to get where they're at, but that is what they have been design for um right that's what they were trained yes that is what they were trained to do is diagnose and treat yep yeah so unfortunately yeah so you have to think about it like that um doctors that's why you depending on the doctor again you don't go to a doctor for nutrition advice that is not what they specialize in they take very little nutrition in college, unless yes. it's a doctor that specifically deals with that field, with like a general practitioner, they do not deal with that. Or like, I don't know, I'm just trying to think, like a podiatrist or a um, neurologist, they don't typically deal with any type of nutrition. Now, there's specialties right. that may, but if you're going to your, your um GP and you're having all kinds of health issues and they start recommending very specific treatments with regards to your nutrition. Um, it sounds kind of off then question it. Mm-hmm. It is okay to question it. Yeah, absolutely. And go absolutely. home and do your own research. Nope. Um, my daughter, um, she had some, some tummy issues when she was an infant. And so she couldn't have, um, well, I didn't produce enough formula. So we had to supplement. Well, she couldn't handle, um, whey protein. And Mm -hmm. I was trying to find healthy formulas. Well, 
trying to mm. find a healthy formula. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause pretty much every formula out there, unless it is a true like whey type formula, the first mm-hmm. ingredient is corn syrup solids. Well, mm-hmm. I brought that to my pediatrician, my daughter's pediatrician's attention. And I don't even really think that she knew what that was or what that meant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you had recommended this and you don't know what you're recommending. Mm-hmm. Like how, not, I mean, yeah, it's sugar, but it's synthetic sugar. And yeah, she's a baby. She has a long life to live. But I mean, if she's, you don't know what her, her genes are like. I mean, she could be predisposed to certain types of illnesses that that one ingredient could possibly trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, Because it's just not a good ingredient. Yep. And the fact that it's the number one ingredient in most formulas just makes me sick. But unfortunately, that was really all my daughter could tolerate at the time. Besides, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to put her on soy. Um, But yeah, it was, that really bothered me that she was making recommendations. And she, but that's what, you know, like, the doctors, they have drug reps come and recommend drugs. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the pediatricians have formula reps come and, like, drop mm-hmm. off formula. And I don't think they really understand or um, take the time to really look into what that formula is made up of or what it comes from. So, again, right. I... Luckily, I had the background I did to know, and we did end up finding something that was a healthy alternative and didn't have nearly as much junk in it eventually, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it took a lot on my part um, Mm -hmm. to do that, and I had to um, educate myself and really do my research, which is, I think, where a lot of people struggle is they they just put all their faith and trust in the doctors or the um, specialist because, mm-hmm. you know, they went to school. They, they, and a lot of people think that doctors are well-versed in nutrition. And they're not and at they're all. Not, no. At all. Unless they spent, unless they're a nutritionist or registered dietitian, they're not at all any more than I am versed in pediatri- pediatrics. Yeah. Now there are, yeah. there are some that do take it upon themselves, like, cause they do it for themselves to yeah. um but even then some of the ones that are well versed like have that um one mind mentality where they're like oh well mm-hmm. i'm doing intermittent fasting because it's good and that works for everyone well no yep. it doesn't and <laughs> you know like right. they, they take their approach as like that's the best approach for everyone and that that should work yep and why well, you know brooklyn has her so Brooklyn has insane eczema, mm-hmm. um, like ridiculous. Um, and we've gone to so many different doctors and pediatric dermatologists and stuff over the years. And I took her to one of like the most renowned pediatric dermatologists in Houston last year. And I, I had high hopes cause we have done all the things we've done all the creams and please don't message me and tell me to try this oil or this cream. Cause I promise you I've tried it and it doesn't work. <laughs> um, so, you know, I had high hopes. We went in there and I told her, I was like, look, I really feel like there is something wrong in her gut. This is a systemic thing 
It's something in her gut that is causing this outward reaction. And she straight up looked at me and said, well, that's only true for about 20% of, of people with eczema like this. So let's just try this cream for her. Fine. We tried the cream. We did the shampoo. We did all the matching stuff, right? Mm. Zero change. I finally got her into a pediatric GI doctor mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks ago. We had to wait for like six months to get her in. Oh, my goodness. You know what the first thing she did? What? She said, I want to look at her gut and figure out what's going on here. (laughs) She barely, she asked me a couple questions about the eczema, about did it look, has it ever looked like this or does it do this or whatever? But she goes, there's something off in her gut. So we have her on a protocol. We're dairy free now because we had tried, I had took it upon myself to try that before. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I didn't want to put a child on an elimination thing. Well, sometimes you, know, you, just, you just, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and through all my research and studying that I had done on it, I was like, oh, I felt like that was the best course. And we did it for a while and we did notice a huge improvement. And for whatever reason, we kind of let it slowly creep back in. And it was like, oh my gosh, we don't want to make her do this again. You know, that type of thing. Um, and she was like, no, I think you're right. Let's keep her, let's put her back on dairy free. And we're doing some other things for her. She has some other issues going on as well that we're addressing. And she said, let's try to get this under control first. And then we'll take it from there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, finally, someone is listening to me and not just wanting to put a freaking cream on her. It's not (laughs) a skin issue. So anyway, my whole point to that was doctors are not gods. Okay. It is okay to question them. And it's really important that you trust your mom gut. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that I know exactly what's wrong with my child. I am not an educated doctor. No, but you know when when something. But I know my child. Yeah. And I know that all the other things that we've tried don't work. So if you feel like there's something off with you, if you feel like something's wrong, like I did with my hormones when I first started this a couple years ago, I'm like, look, something is not right. I'm doing all the things. Nothing's working. Had my hormones checked. They were like, no, everything's fine. No, they're not. I kept pushing and kept pushing and figured out what was wrong. So it's okay to question and it's, you're only going to learn. You know, if I never questioned, um, I wouldn't be here today because with my brain tumor, I, Mm. for 10 months, I had been misdiagnosed. I saw like probably five or six different doctors. I even had my wisdom teeth pulled thinking it was that because I was having massive headaches. Mm. I mean, I, I couldn't meet. I was nauseous all the time. My balance was off. I was losing hearing in my left ear. Now, mind you, this was back in like 99. So brain mm-hmm. tumors back then, like that was a rare thing. It's not like it is right. today. And I didn't even really knew what one was. Um, I mean, I kind of did, but not really. And I kept questioning it. I, I was the one that told my mom, mom, I need to get checked out. Like something is off. Like after we got gone doctor to doctor to doctor, like one said you had swimmer's ear. Another one said you had TMJ. And another one was mm. like, oh, you got like some kind of bug or whatever. But I kept questioning it. And because I did, eventually we found out. And honestly, if we would have made, waited a, a couple more months, I, I would have been gone. Yeah. So you have I'm to question. I'm so thankful you did. And thank you. But mm. you you have to question it. I mean, if something feels off, more than likely something is. 
And it's better to err on the side of caution. Amen to that. And especially when it's your babies. Right. Amen to that. All right, girlfriend. I think that's a perfect place, perfect spot to end because we could probably speak on this forever. Oh, I'm sure we could. Well, thank you for sharing all that wonderful information. Likewise. I will catch you later. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time.